See the charm on already. We go to jail, this shit'll be fine. We'll meet up with friends, cause all of my man's gone, gone already. Nigga the nigga the uh, I'ma do three in a week. I got a G to receive. He did a double lost stitch and it's got it eventually be in the seat. I got my D in the free, I got a B and repeat. She wanna eat every morning, I treat it like poison, gave her the creamy the weed and I rock it like P and a B. I don't copy lessons, Louis Gucci on the pocket, they even a D and a G. Cause the way the money piling, I'll be wild until a nigga make a bottom B in a week. Fuck niggas hating on me, but I'm gay paid and always on the team with the green and the money counter coming. I'm accounting every money coming in and coming out of paper. What's up with you R&B niggas trying to turn rappers and trappers? You should just stay in your lane, bro. You sound like Parappa the Rapper. I'm looking down on you when you talk to me. You should grab you a ladder. You swung at me, only jabbed in my bladder. Watch you disappear like you abracadabra. And grab me a dagger. You got some hits, but you lacking a swagger. I'm still the shit, bitch, so that doesn't matter. Don't call me a kid. I'm your pappy and dada. You get splattered and flattered. You and Trippy better have you some backup. Ren and Stimpy looking aggy and staggered. And when I kill him, nigga, matter or matter. Time to get litty, bitch, fuck all that singing. You challenge me, what the fuck is you thinking? With too much weed, what the fuck is you drinking? I brought the tsunami, you fuckers are sinking. I'm glad that you came. Leave all that lyrical shit up to me. I'm a savage that bang. Bring all your products who's back to Lee Chang. Take all that auto tune back at T-Pain. I swear you R&B rappers are strange. You okay, but you ain't nobody. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice face, what up? My nigga. <laughs> Go ahead, Musa. Go ahead, Musa. Go ahead, Musa. Nah, I'm... Uh, that was a good one. I haven't heard Condoleezza's name since the Browns called her. Nigga, can I, can I just... That was off the, after off the dome. I was thinking I was going with something else before you got on the phone. <laughs> yeah, Condoleezza, uh, Condoleezza. That was a good one. What's up? What's happening? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this, if you're online, because this is probably going to drop while you're online, that midnight, 3 a.m., whatever. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you, you're stuffed. I hope you're not fighting. And if you are, have the decency to shoot in landscape so we can see the whole thing. Thank you. Um, wow. <laughs> That's what, that's, wow. that's what I got. That's where I am with it. If you're shooting a video of someone fighting, Please do us all the courtesy <laughs> of shooting in landscape. <laughs> Yo, you are a piece of... I've, I've been saying it. I don't know if people are catching on, but... When someone tells you, when someone tells you, believe them. I, I mean, it goes... Uh, it goes a number of ways. I just wanted to have fun this episode, man. I don't really... Getting nothing too crazy. But there's a lot of, a lot of I just want to have fun, man. Thanksgiving is here. Um, you don't have fun every episode? I don't. I do, but like, I feel like sometimes we have to address stuff that's way more like goofy than I like. Sometimes you got to be mature up here. Sometimes. Today ain't that day, but sometimes you got to be, <laughs> <laughs> we got to be more mature. All right, go for it. No, I was going to ask you, uh, your Thanksgiving, uh, do you guys have rituals? No. What's your, what's your Thanksgiving day look like? Because Thanksgiving in the Black House and Thanksgiving in the White House look completely different. Um, pretty much sitting around till about three, four. Do y'all eat breakfast? Nah, nobody eats breakfast. Um, White people, that's not a thing. We don't eat until the food is ready on Thanksgiving. None of that breakfast yeah, first. None of that breakfast stuff, dinner. lunch, nah. The only meal is the Thanksgiving dinner. That's the only thing you eat in Thanksgiving. And I saw people talking about the lettuce. That lettuce don't recall, use the yeah. lettuce. If, I'm like, who, who eats solid? Ain't nobody Nigga, who bring a salad? Like, <laughs> don't <laughs> Don't come to our Thanksgiving with no salad, bro. Nah. Mm-mm. 
Nobody can you get might salad have to get a plate if you think yeah. you're bringing a salad to yeah. Thanksgiving. And I was like, people real different. You know, I, I ain't never heard of. I ain't never seen no salad at Thanksgiving in my old thirty-three years of living. That's crazy, fam. But... I would immediately escort the salad to the nearest <laughs> trash bin. <laughs> Not today. Yeah, no. not today. How did, who cooks? Do does everybody cook? Or is one person? Everybody, yeah, everybody cooks. Everybody has to bring something. Yeah, it's a new, it's a new day, it's a new generation. Back in the day, my grandmother would do like the bulk of the cooking. Anything. And then, like her sisters would have like accompaniment dishes. Like one would bring like a potato salad because that was like her specialty, and somebody else would bring like the um, hog head cheese or whatever that thing is. So, but yeah, my grandmother used to do all of it by herself, but now there's a new day, there's a new era, everybody has to contribute, and then you just bring it all in one location. Give it up. Which one, which which person do y'all not prefer they cook? Give it up. Come on. When they, when they volunteer for something, y'all be like, nah, you can, you can get the, the desserts though. Give it up. We don't have that. We don't have that in our family. Everybody, nah, um, you know me. I would just give it up. But everybody knows what they can and can do. Like, you know you ain't no cook. All right, I got the forks and spoons. (laughs) Like, I'll bring a case of soda, you know? (laughs) And nobody is, like, going outside of their, their, their comfort zone. If, That's like, not experimenting time. Right. Nobody's trying to experiment for Thanksgiving. If you know your thing is like Tisha. Tisha's not a, a good cook. She'll tell you that herself. But she makes a really good um cream of corn. So like that's always her contribution. I'm gonna bring the corn. And, and like everybody's cool with that. Like we're not asking you to bring, you know, fried chicken because we know you can't fry no chicken. So we'll take your corn. I bring the rice every year, because you know. I'm different. I bring rice, and that's you know that's that's how we do. Everybody stays stays in their lane. Do you have a like again? White Thanksgiving and Black Thanksgiving is completely different. You'll see something at a Black Thanksgiving, you'll be like, "Well, I wasn't expecting that." Do you have like any uh randoms? I know one year we did Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving we had lasagna. Which was crazy in itself, but it was like, "Hey, well, nigga, we gonna do something different and have lasagna." And we had like a meat lasagna, and then like a seven cheese. It wasn't like just one lasagna, but that was a while back. And I think the consensus was we're not doing that again <laughs> on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but I think we tried that, or we're we're going to try it, an Italian Thanksgiving. I mean, it didn't really pop off. So no, we have no, we have no random nothings. We are very traditional Southern cuisine: collard greens, mustards, turnips, turkey, ham. Nothing left. Nothing left field. Pretty straightforward over here. I feel like there's so much more in terms of the actual food um, for Thanksgiving. Uh, what time should I be uh, coming through? Oh, yeah. You wasn't expecting that, huh? Nigga, what time I'm coming through? I got four people I'm bringing. Who? Who are your four people? Nigga, I got a family of four. I got, it's me. Well, you said people. I'm bringing four people. So, okay. So, it's the four of you guys coming. Come at five. But look, I wanted to ask you. So... You had a different upbringing than I did. Like you started out in the city, and then uh, your parents moved you guys out to the suburbs. Um, so you had like a more diverse circle, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Um, have you ever been to a white Thanksgiving? Hell, and also no. I wouldn't even ex- I wouldn't even accept the invite to a white <laughs> Thanksgiving. I'm good, fam. I'll catch y'all on a different day. So you're not checking for like green bean casserole. What is green bean casserole? I heard I saw somebody, um, Tammy doing it in her bonnet chronicle. She had mentioned green bean casserole. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, what is that? Mm-mm, mm-mm. I remember I went to one of my um my white friend's house 
It was just like just some random after school, yo, let's get up. Like, his mom made iced tea. And when I tell you, I, <laughs> I, I, I drank it. She just used it. the powder with water. Yo. <laughs> I, I spit that drink back in a cup and like, I nursed that cup for the rest of the time I was at his house. She was like, you don't want no more? Nah, I'm okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh that hard, but I can imagine like white people, I don't know. They different. We love no, white I, folks though. I would never go to, I'm not saying it in a bad sense. I just know what I like to eat on Thanksgiving. And because I wait until a certain time, nah, I'm not here to play. You're not going to sit here and give me no dry-ass turkey. And you don't know, like, no potato salad with the raisins and green bean no. casserole and Mm-mm. sweet potatoes with marshmallow toppings. That ain't for you. First off, sweet potatoes and marshmallow toppings, if you don't have that in your black house, something is wrong. Because that's oh, the only way no. we've been eating it. Really? Nigga. Nah. That's like a Boston Martin special. That ain't put... Nigga. Black folks, holla at me. Y'all putting marshmallows on the sweet potatoes? Yes. Yes. That ain't yams, bruh. What you call it? Nigga. Deliciousness is what I refer to it as (laughs) a taste of heaven. That's what I say. Really? You just don't put marshmallows on your mat, your yams? No, the joint is doused in sugar. Like, what you need the marshmallows for? You don't eat the all right. So this is not Boston Market, but Ruth's Chris. You don't ever get the um sweet potato souffle from Ruth's Chris with the no. Oh no! Nah, first wild. of all, I don't like Ruth's Chris because the very first time I went to Ruth's Chris, actually I saw your mom there. Your mom, Kim, Tawana, and two other people. Pick up the name you dropped. I want to say Miss Vanessa and somebody else. That was the very first time I ever went to Ruth Chris. And I opened the menu, and at the bottom of it, it's like the beef comes from cows that eat corn. So I'm like, okay, that's not what a cow's supposed to be eating. And why y'all putting that in the menu? So yeah, I don't do Ruth Chris. But to answer your question, no. I, would, I, would, I didn't order the sweet potato souffle with, I don't know. No, no, marshmallows don't go on on the sweet potatoes. You're taking this to a, di- a different place that I was not expecting, but now I have to ask: What's the best steakhouse in New York? Prior to this year, I would have said Smith and Walensky, but there's this place called Benjamin Steakhouse. I have not had a better steak. And I've been to a lot of white table, white white linen table. Like I've been to a lot of them, and I have not had a better steak than this place called Benjamin Steakhouse. All right. Uh, uh, my new thing now is when people say stuff that's so left field. I just uh, have a good day. Mm. Like, well, so who you got? Have have a have a good day. Um, if Do not tell me. Not- Oh, if Peter Lugas is not on your list, you know what? I'm if... afraid to go to Peter Lugas. Why? Because I just see it as like this this mafia headquarters that you know the FBI is going to just run in at the time that I choose to go there. Like the FBI is going to come kicking the doors and it's going to be like a crazy shootout, and then I'm you know I'm a casualty. Just from getting a steak. All right. So I have no. That's a like. That's a that's real talk. Like I have no desire to go to Peter Luger ever. What about Del Frisco's? Del Frisco's is okay. I would not put Del Frisco's in my top three though. You are out of your mind. Yeah, no. I'm gonna have this conversation with you. You. Yeah, you probably order your steak well done anyway. I'm not no, I don't, actually. I, 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 what do you I think I am, 12? Like, who orders a steak well done? When I ordered, when when your parents used to get steak for you, that's how they would order it. And then when you grow up, you realize yeah, they didn't they've been know eating better. steak wrong. Yeah, yeah, they've been eating steak wrong. Just wrong. Yeah. 
okay. Back to Thanksgiving. Go ahead. A lot. They've been they've been wrong a lot. Have you ever had uh, Thanksgiving where obviously you overeat, but you, you overeat to a point of being sick? Nah. Man, let me tell you something. It was one year in Rockland. Mom Dukes. I don't know if she put MSG in her food or something. <laughs> niggas was <laughs> niggas was hunched over. <laughs> I remember, I remember my pop saying, "Yo, I just have to sit up straight because I, like my stomach hurt. Like my like I have, I'm having back pain. <laughs> it was so much. Like it was one of those." Everybody like you eat, but you don't like Thanksgiving. You never know when you should stop. But this is this is one of them days. Like, yeah, you probably should have stopped like two or three plates ago. Mm-hmm. But now you're paying the consequences because you're being greedy. You know what's yeah. funny about me? Thanksgiving, I only eat one plate. Wait, as hungry as I like, I be dead starving about to pass out from like dehydration and starvation and when the food is ready I will only eat one plate why? I, I have no idea I have no idea but I can't eat more than one plate like I'll eat a plate and then I'll get a dessert and then that's it pack me up it's the strangest thing <sighs> but you know what I'm going to push right past it this year Pushing past. I'm going to mentally prepare myself. Physically, I, we're going to already be there. Like, my stomach is huge. It's going to have enough space for more than one plate. It's the mental. But I'm going to prepare myself to eat more than one plate this year. You know why? Because I deserve it. I'm not even breakfast. I'm not even. Nah. Who does that? You, White people? You, you do that? You, Your family does that? On. Nigga, no. I wear my I'm here to eat clothes, nigga. I don't care yeah, what that looks jeans, like to you. A t-shirt. Like, ain't I'm nobody here dressing to up to sit in the living room. Nigga, I'm here to eat. Um, we, later in life, we've been doing a whole make rounds thing. Um, you go to, you eat at your house and then you go to other people's house and mm-hmm. like, grab a plate from there. Like, mm-hmm. It's disgusting, and it's a lot on gas. Um, and Uh-oh. where I would like to come through this year, I work, and that's the part that sucks is that I work. So, for those that are hearing this, and you're at home, I hate you. So enjoy, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> but I don't ever have the luxury of being like, oh well, yeah, let's uh, let's enjoy it. You should have took and- that paternity leave straight through. Nigga, let me tell you it. You ain't played the game right. I ain't played them cards right at all. Because that's shutdown time anyway. Them niggas like, nope. <laughs> ain't giving you that. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, yeah. I, I usually, um, depending on what's there and who cooks, I might go down two plates at the main stop and then like just take plates to go everywhere else. Because, you know, that's the thing. If somebody invites you to a house on Thanksgiving, you got to take a plate to go. Make it look like mm-hmm. you don't eat it. Even if you don't eat it, mm-hmm. you got to make it look like you don't eat it. How long are you eating leftovers? How many days? Thanksgiving leftovers are good for at least through the next week. So you got seven days of turkey or ham or whatever it is before you completely like, yeah, you could, like repurpose that. You ever do the um, Hawaiian rolls with ham for breakfast yep. in the morning, nigga? See, yep. see, yeah, yep. yeah. Repurpose it, make several different meals out of the out of them leftovers. But yeah, seven days is a lot. I'll probably go like th- three, three or four, three. Only reason why I say seven days is because if you haven't got the full, uh, like, say you went to something, like, you eat your main meal at your place, somebody else invites you out. I don't know if, um, how y'all do this, or if, like, email Sam eats your job, but, like, say you eat at your house, and then you go to email's house, and then you go, like, let's say somebody else invites you to their house. 
Um, I'll throw Courtney in and make sure she's not at your house because I'm just going to assume she's at your house. But if she's not at your house, you, so it's your house, email house, and now Courtney house. You mean to tell me you want to throw that food away if it lasts you, if it's the fourth day and you still got a plate from the weekend? I don't know. It depends on how it looks. If it's visually appealing still, I might go for it. My niggas, are we talking about these leftovers? If y'all don't got the right paper plates, don't um don't offer me a to go plate. Your plate falling apart, my nigga. So do you guys uh, cook for your house? Like if your if your Thanksgiving stop is like uh Tiff's parents and then like two other places. So it's not really at your house, but do you guys make food for your house? We do it different. Like, we'll do um, a small meal for our house, like a different day, not on Thanksgiving. And then Thanksgiving is when we'll, like, venture all. But we'll do, like, a small family thing um, at our crib. And then, like, her sister is the one that usually, her sister or Chuck, um, her sister Chuck, Tawana usually are the ones that uh, cook on Thanksgiving. Her mom's not so not so much. But... Not, so, not so much. Yeah, you gotta go home after this airs. So. I, I said her, my sister Chuck, and Tawana. <laughs> Do you cook at yeah. all? Uh, yeah, not on Thanksgiving. I know, I know, I know when it's time for me to. One year, my mom asked me to do fried chicken because that was my thing at the time. Was I, I could fry the hell out of some chicken. So one year, she asked me to do it for Thanksgiving. But nah, I know when to step aside and let the niggas that know how to do it do it. I, I remember, I remember those summers when I used to come to Rockland for like a weekend or two. You used to always make fried chicken. And that was like 18 years ago. So that's all you've perfected like within these 18 years is fried chicken? No. What I'm saying is I know how to cook a lot of stuff, but on But not Thanksgiving worthy. You're right. Gotcha. Right. I haven't I've 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 perfected the taste testing of the yams or sweet potatoes, (laughs) but don't ask me to make them because no. And my thing also is I don't know how to cook for several people. yeah. So that's why I don't do it. Everybody else had their experience at that, so y'all go ahead. I'm I'm usually the cook for a small group and leftovers, but if there's more than four people, I'm gonna check out. I know my limitations. Oh man. I know my limitations. Um you have a Black Friday shop? I used to. I used to. Um, but it's hard now. Like, you get older and it's like you got kids and like, who's going to watch the kids early in the morning? Or like, now they have it with Black Friday starts Thursday afternoon. It's like, do you really want to like disrupt Thanksgiving dinner to just go shopping? So, like, we don't really do that. I catch what I can online because stores mainly like they have sales up to like the new year because it's the holiday season. Um, it ain't as good as Black Friday, but you know, I'll take it. So yeah, I don't do the Black yeah. We used to go to the outlets. We used to go with Tisha and Toya. We used to go way up to the outlets in Tanger early in the, like midnight and shop. Store to store shopping. And we used to finish it out at Walmart. But yeah, those was back when I was a a young tot running through these streets. You say when you was a young tot running through these streets? Tot. Oh, I was about to say. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> no. that's how you giving it up? All right. No, I wasn't no tot. I did Black Friday one time, and I swore I would never do it again. What happened? What was the experience? We, we did the outlets, too, but we were up and um, we went to Woodbury. Mm. And Vanessa was the Black Friday expert. And this was my first time buying a big screen TV. 
we had to go to uh, Best Buy, but the line, you had to get there at 12 because the stores opened at 3 mm-hmm. and you need you need to be in a certain spot online. Um, nigga, we were switching, like sitting in the car, somebody standing online, switching in the car, somebody standing online. My mom was a G, though. She was online and these niggas started fighting in front of her. She kindly walked around the circle. The, the guy was opening the door. And she was like, I'm right here. I'm right here. And the guy was like, Miss, come on. Come come get your TV. We went in. We got the TV. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, it's over. We good after this. Nope. We hit up every store in Woodbury afterwards. Because like, you, you got to remember, you start your day at 12 in the morning. Mm-hmm. By like 2 in the afternoon, you like, fam. Yeah. I don't know what else you're trying to get, but order online, my nigga. Order it <laughs> online. Yeah, it's um, a lot. It's a lot. It is. And what? What? I'm. I'm gonna give out. I'm gonna give out the sauce for y'all that's looking for TVs on Black Friday. Um, spoiler alert: They be the cheap TVs from last year. The models that no one really likes that go on sale for like a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. You're welcome. Don't waste your time <laughs> buying last year's model TV. Don't do it. Because that's that's what they put on sale. The TVs, that's mm-hmm. like the... If you pay attention to TVs, the lower series, so if it's like a below a 600 series, you're getting a crappy TV. I don't care if it says smart TV. I don't care who the, the, the brand is. If it's below 600 series, you're getting a crappy TV. Educate the people. I'm just trying to help y'all out so y'all out there trying to score a TV on Black Friday thinking you got a deal. You want a good TV? Go shopping around Super Bowl. Hmm. That's okay. when the niggas hit you with the good sales on the good, good TV. Not the the crappy models. But Black, uh, Black Friday is not the time to buy a TV if you're trying to buy a TV. You're welcome, America. You're welcome. Uh, I'm here for y'all. Um, but we we hope you all uh, enjoy your time with your family, laugh a lot, um, tell some jokes, watch some movies, play some games, eat, uh, and don't let your rude auntie uh, talk about you <laughs> and your significant other. If she come for you, you come for her. <laughs> Old folks be out of pocket. Uh, I mean, how it is. They're rude auntie. <laughs> they, be, they be out of pocket. That's a fact. I'm talking about some, yeah, where your father at? He left uh, getting milk tw- 10 years ago. You need to come back and hit her. Where your husband at? He ain't been with you since uh, 10 years ago either. You need to hit them niggas back. Clap back. Hit them, hit them niggas back. One, two. Clap back. Get your clap back game up for the holidays. But yeah, hope y'all out there uh, being safe if you are shopping because you're going to hear this while you're shopping. Again, be safe and record in landscape. Um, <laughs> one person who won't be enjoying Thanksgiving, uh, your boy uh, Daniel Hernandez, man. Yeah, Treyway. Everybody's like Daniel Hernandez. Yeah, Daniel Hernandez as a super regular the, like Hispanic name. The United States, States. No, the federal government. Daniel. And Daniel Hernandez. That nigga, and here's a lesson for all of you, you idiots on social media. We had a podcast entitled Social Media that spoke about people's need for uh clout and stuff like that. If you niggas don't think that they are watching everything you're doing, mm-hmm. you would think niggas would saw Bobby Smith and was like, "Yeah, maybe we should chill back a little bit." Fall back a little bit. I got a friend who's a who's a paralegal, and he broke down to me when the feds chase you versus when the state chase you. Mm-hmm. The states to play around with you, like he beat that those those. That rape charge he had, mm-hmm. he beat all those other smallest, smaller things. But the entire time, the feds are building a case. Mm-hmm. Since 2013, in his particular case. 
This thing was that Mr. Child celebrating the fact that he beat uh, um his rape charge. The feds are proofreading the indictment they're getting ready to serve him with. So if y'all, if y'all paying attention, <laughs> these niggas don't like the feds don't play with you. Like you think it's cool to get away from them from the, from the regular crimes when niggas got a RICO case, yeah, and other stuff. And when I saw a fed, I was like, mm, yeah. I don't know, kid. You don't look like you're coming home. I asked, just to be clear, I said, what's the likelihood that this nigga walks out? And he said, negative zero. When a fed, when they have when they have enough stuff on you and they get you, nigga, no. You yeah. can you can post bail for state stuff, but when a fed's got your name and yeah. number, yeah. you talking about niggas coming in Peter Luger's which is crazy, but if the feds want you, <laughs> they coming after you. They're not coming after everybody else, and that's that's the thing that uh, before when I heard it, I was like, eh, they got an album coming out. I don't know if I'm buying it. That's but what somebody else said. Feds don't, if you got feds on payroll yeah, feds, for, um, yeah, the feds ain't playing around with your album. Like, they don't care that you're yeah. dropping, but that he's not dropping. Um, I saw Nikki posted the album. The the record label is not going to release the album for obvious reasons. So yeah, how surprised were you about the? Did you hit the one point seven million? He had offered the judge everything in his account, which was one point seven million, and his passport. (laughs) Wasn't that? I was like, that's it. (laughs) Like, wasn't he getting like a hundred k a show or something like that? 1.7. 1.7. I saw somebody said that's what he had accessible in his account. Nigga, one that's your that's your first mistake. If that's all you got in your yeah, account and you like, used to carrying mm-hmm. cash. Nah. Something ain't right. How do you feel about them saying uh it was for his protection? Um, I can see that. I could see them scooping him up, trying to sell him on this, you know, we'll protect you, whatever, whatever, because what's out there is worse than what, you know, what we'll do to you. Um, and typical, you know, Brooklyn young dude, like, nah, I ain't no snitch, just, you know, charge me. And it ended up, he ended up being uh, indicted. But yeah, I could totally see that. They were trying to, you know, sell him on that whole protection thing. If you give us names and information, yeah. You doubt. know what's crazy to me? When he went on uh, Power 105 saying that he pretty much fired all his whole team, mm-hmm. my immediate thought was, mm, mm-hmm. that's not good. Because when you move the way that Daniel Hernandez moved and you're, you're trolling people and you're, you're trolling killers, mm-hmm. that you have to pay for your street, your, your your street niggas that you got with you. You got to pay for them to be with you. They're not with you because you hot or whatever have you. And that's one lesson y'all niggas need to know. If niggas is with you, they with you. They're not with you because of a check. Clearly, the niggas you had around him were around him because yep. of a check. Yep. He didn't seem to have any real friends. Even 50, and, you saw what 50 said on Instagram? Yeah, get like get away from me. Like <laughs> I said, call your mama. <laughs> yeah. I think it has nobody. I, I think somebody I don't I can't credit the, the person where I heard this from first, but nigga, when you got wolves around you, you gotta feed them. Yeah. And the moment you stop feeding them niggas. Yeah. yeah. You know what's gonna happen? It's a fact. It's a fact. So if the feds and if the feds saying, Yeah, we had this case building, it's not about what you did currently, but you stupid nigga. <laughs> you thinking you can put everything in song and then because it was years ago, them niggas yeah. ain't gonna be like Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they have like, real life evidence to parallel what you're talking about in your songs. Like you're giving them the ammunition to hang on. Come on. Come on. 
Charlemagne told that nigga, you, you gotta you gotta switch up how you live and how you move. Joe tried to tell him too. I don't have any problems with people saying uh they warned him. That nigga was stubborn. He thought he was like mm-hmm. he thought he was invincible and you know he's been moving a certain way for a, a long time and it's like what's gonna happen to me? Who gonna touch me? You live and you learn. My biggest fear for Six Nine was always that he was gonna troll the wrong gangster, yeah, the wrong hood nigga, and yeah. it was gonna end that way for him. Yeah. Uh, being locked away with minimum, <laughs> minimum twenty five yeah. to thirty. Yeah. 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 Damn. Realistically, I, though, you think he'll get? You think he'll get that twenty? Absolutely not. Yeah, he's getting like hit eight. with every. No, no. Realistically, yeah, that nigga's doing twenty years. The state plays with the um. State will play around with how with time you got. Feds ain't gonna do that. When them niggas tell you the minimum time you're getting is X amount of years, you better believe no good behavior, no. You doing the time they say you are gonna do. Dang, that's crazy. And the whole it was for his protection. It's like, fam. They the only reason why they booked you is because it was either that or you were gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like yep. those were your choices. You were gonna die, or the feds are gonna come pick you up. Yeah. Yep. I heard Joe Budden say on uh, his his podcast, Daniel Hernandez didn't. He wasn't himself. He was trying to play Takashi, and he got used to playing Takashi. When you yourself, you don't gotta worry about pretending to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Be, I'm, I'm, I'm Corey Reed. I ain't got no, no business trying to pretend to be nobody else. That's not Corey. Yeah, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he didn't know who he is. Like, but that's the thing. Maybe that you know. It's sad. When you think about it, <clears throat> pretty sad. Uh, I don't know what the, the they had a hearing today, another um bill hearing today. But if the niggas denied one point seven and passports and all that other stuff, yeah, ain't much more you can offer. Yeah, ain't much more you can offer. Well, have a nice little run. The part that's crazy is I didn't really enjoy his music, but I saw the reaction. Yeah, he definitely had a wave. He was on the wave. His energy was crazy. People just gravitated towards him. He was different. He was different. uh, All you guys uh, trying to do music, if if you don't know who you are before you Achieve success. I would admonish you to uh, take a introspective look and find out who you are, because the moment you lose that. Speaking of rappers or wannabes, what do you think of uh, Tory Lanez? I have that. That's actually that opened the show. Tory Lanez, and then Joyner Lucas. Uh, just like we did for the M and Machine Gun Kelly. I am surprised though that you didn't open up with uh, Shirley Caesar's "You Name It." Green bean, potato, tomato. I'm playing it at the end before we before we go, but uh, I I I did join her in Tory Lanez because Tory Lanez is one of those people who's great at writing and. I never paid attention to him, the rapper. He's okay. Yeah, so he, he challenged Kendrick. And then somebody mentioned Pusha T. And he like, oh, I would, I think it was academic. Oh, I would kill Pusha T. But we said up here before, you have to have that 
yeah, I'm the man, I'm better than mentality, because if you no, don't... No, you have to be realistic. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, come on. <laughs> yeah, like, your response would be, yeah, push, let's go. You know, like, let's give each other a fight, not... I will kill Pusha T. Like, come on. I like Tory Lanez a lot. I didn't like his last album that much as the first one. I, but I you think, lyrically um, challenging Kendrick Lamar and Pusha T, like, let's slow down a little bit. Um, I guess that's how, I, well, that's where that nigga's confidence is. Yeah, he's a very confident midget. <laughs> he's like he has a lot of confidence to be a small guy, you know. Yeah, but I I wouldn't have. Well, I I hear you. I'm on the same board you're on in terms of you got to be realistic. Um, when Jordan Lucas chimed in and said, "Nigga, I think you should you should kind of relax," and he was like, "Nah." I would take Jonah Jonah too. I'm like, fam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, don't do my niggas. There's niggas who rap, and then there's niggas who rapidly rap. And Jonah Lucas rapidly raps. Yeah. Yeah. That nigga don't play. Um he Tory Lanez. He said Tory sounded like per rapper to rapper. <laughs> Where Tory's joint was fire, like it's it's the wrong opponent. Like Yeah, stay stay with y'all niggas stop playing with Jordan Lucas, man. Yeah. Nigga, he went off. He went off. Tories go back to the to the studio. Try again. Toronto niggas, man. Speaking <laughs> of Toronto niggas, did you see? Well, first off, I hate the Drake stands. Let me I'm just let me say this now. I hate you Drake stands that make it seem like everything he does is gold. Mm-hmm. I saw y'all Drake stands saying, "Oh, niggas jump Pusha T in Toronto." I watched the video. The niggas he went, yeah. He, <laughs> they ain't jumping at all. As a matter of fact, it was the complete opposite. Yeah. Nobody touched Pusha T. Yeah. Pusha T niggas wash. Wash that dude. Wash that dude. And then the nigga performed infrared right after that. Right after. Right after. So y'all niggas saying that uh Drake's goons wash no 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 they threw bear and got beat up. That's what happened. Fam. <laughs> you said you gonna hire somebody to throw bear at me? Like who does that? Like I'm from VA. Fam. Throw I remember I was at um one of the old power one of the powerhouse shows when T.I. was performing. Um and T.I. was he was he was going into his hits and somebody threw something on stage and nigga stopped right in the middle of his joint, called the security out, was pointing in the screen, and he was like, Yo, hold up, hold up, hold up. And he was like, Yo, I'm out here to rock with y'all, but I'm telling y'all right now, next nigga to throw something up here, you don't know who I am. And he went into he went into that song, which is crazy, but it was like Y'all, why do y'all niggas like you come to a, a concert to throw something at yeah, the like pay their money? Like, come on, like how corny is that? How corny is that? Speaking of that, which is a good segue, Kevin Durant cursed out the dude at the Dallas game because he was heckling him. Very fitting. I would have done the same thing. Like, but do you? Is it like a false equivalency? Like equivocacy? Equivoc? I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Is it not the same thing? Heckling? Like you go in, you you go into a show, you go into a show, and you throw bear at Pusha T. Is that any different from you going to the game, sitting sideline, cursing out Kevin Durant? Yes, yes, 
because we saw what happened to the friend, the the fans in Detroit who threw beer at uh, the Pacers. It's different when you're now physically trying to like harm me. Words don't harm me. Kevin Durant is sensitive. Um, if you if you had a comedy show or anything else or a sporting event and you're heckling somebody, there's nothing wrong with that. In my eyes, I enjoy doing that when I'm at sporting events. But I draw the line at throwing stuff at somebody because now it's like you, you got to be ready for the consequences. You got to be ready for the consequences regardless. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to heckle a comedian and them niggas roast your ass, then <laughs> you should have been prepared before you opened your mouth. So yeah, they find yeah. him. The, they find they ended up finding him twenty five thousand dollars for cursing out. He said to the guy, "Shut the f up and watch the effing game." I think, uh, like I said, Durant's sensitive. Um, and that area, I don't know if he knew it was heavily as mic'd as it was, but mm-hmm. I'm sure people people say worse. Look what happened um, when a guy pushed Rust off, um, was it last year? Oh, yeah, Philly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, and at that point, you deserve to get hands put on you because, like, there's a, there's a difference between coming to an event heckling and talking trash about players and another team. But when you start to get physical, people like, all right, fam, you get, you, you deserve what's coming to you. Yeah. You deserve every bit of what's coming to you. Um, that $25 fine, $25,000 fine ain't, ain't nothing to Kevin Durant. Ain't that ain't, it ain't nothing. I'm sure he'll, he'll take many more fines if that's like, if that keeps you at bay from digging, it's gonna be another malice in the palace. Then great, I'll, I'll pay the twenty five. But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot that transpired that we didn't talk about in terms of how all this, this is cool segue into uh the Jimmy Butler to Philly for pretty much Skittles and an Arizona trade that went down. <laughs> Yeah. I don't see how I don't see how the Timberwolves turned down four first round draft picks from the Rockets, but then took Robert Covington and the European dude in a trade. I'm like, what? Uh, I was completely completely thrown off by that trade. I think it worked for Philly though. I don't think how I don't see how the Timberwolves benefited from it <laughs> other than getting two pieces, you know, instead of just having Jimmy walk away. But it's like, do they really add anything? Yeah. Like the, one, the one dude first round shoot. picks. Four. Four. Regardless of where your season ends. Because you, you might, you're not going to end up and and the the upper echelon of teams, you're gonna be like almost lottery style. Now I think you're gonna be lottery style, fighting for you know those ten picks, that top ten picks. You would have had, let's just say, you you your season bottoms out, and you and you are in that lottery for a top um top ten pick. You would have five first round picks to rebuild your team. Yep. Yep. And there's a bunch of talent. Yep. That's <laughs> yeah. If the, I think if some niggas could take that back, they'd be like, "Yeah, we 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 effed up." In a heartbeat, we effed up. In a heartbeat. But that Rockets. Uh, speaking of the Rockets, why did you mellow like that, man? Yeah. I didn't like that whole D'Antoni thing. Like that wasn't gonna work out. Who signed off on this? I didn't understand that either. I'm like the nigga didn't like D'Antoni in New he York. Didn't like was... D'Antoni in New York as the superstar of of the team, and he gonna come here as like the third, fourth option, and and suddenly just get along with this dude, and be okay with everything. Like all of his coaching decisions. Like, come on, that was never gonna work. Never. Niggas ever. passed up. 
Carmelo Anthony, who, if you use him right in your system, could have been very productive for a nigga who went undrafted. That's the person you got starting over Carmelo Anthony. Yep. In Houston. Yep. Really? Yep. I saw um, Jamel Hill on The Breakfast Club talking about if the Pistons would have just picked Melo instead of... Nigga! I said that like, earlier in this podcast. Like, how different would his career have turned out? Winning that championship, the Pistons did that season. Like, are we still having these conversations about Melo? Does he win another okay. couple more? Like that? Like did the whole landscape changes. Nigga, where's Darko Milicic right where's now? Where's that nigga? <laughs> where is Darko Milicic right now? Crazy. That nigga's probably in Biles furniture selling couches or something. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and that's who you opted to go with in a draft that had LeBron James, yep. Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony. Yep. You chose Darko, Darko. Milicic. Darko. It, it Melo's Melo's career completely goes. Uh, in a different cat in a category if yep. Detroit picks him. Yep. Because you got a, you got him, Ben, she, um, Rip, Rip, Phillips, and Chauncey Phillips as your five. That year they won. Yeah, nigga. Yep. But and, no, he goes to Denver where he has to be. Well, he's the man off rip. He don't got no veteran leadership. No, he don't got like George Carl. I used to always give credit for George Carl being a coach. I might have to retract that in the later years because it seemed like <laughs> it's nice. It, you, you ever get a feeling that something like uh, if something is too good to be true, like. Mm-hmm. And then George Carl, like, the, all that stuff came out afterwards when he wrote yep. a book about yep. I'm like, okay. But yep. you put Melo in that situation where he's a kid who just won an NCAA tournament. One year in college, I win, I'm out. Nigga, you couldn't tell me nothing either. I'm the man. Like, he he needed a veteran guy to pull him under the wing and be like, yo, you're a talented kid, but He's always been kinda... at his best when he had like a veteran voice in the locker room with him, or like a veteran point guard, like when he was with the Knicks and Jason Kidd was there, like he was at his best. In Denver, when Chauncey Billups was there, he was at his best. Like he's always just needed veteran leadership around him for whatever reason. He was always at his best. And niggas talk a lot of crap about that Denver team with Billups, but they were one win away. From the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were legit. And that was that was the year for them to because the Lakers Lakers ended up beating who the Celtics that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different Nuggets gonna beat them niggas. That Celtics that team. Celtics team, yeah. Definitely. Before Garnett and um Allen got the yeah, different Nuggets could have washed them niggas. Yeah. But what do you think? Uh, what Where do you think Melo goes from here? I think he's forced to retire. Really? Yeah. You don't think any team? I don't think any team. Because they saw him in New York, and as much as it wasn't his fault, like the numbers are there, the evidence is there, and then he goes to OKC, and he can't even, you know what I mean? Like, he can't even take the responsibility and understanding that two other players on this team are way better than me, and I can just, I can just come off the bench, be a good sixth man, lead the second unit. That didn't work out for him. His numbers fell off tremendously. And then you go to Houston, and that doesn't work out. So it was like, these are decent teams that you can't seem to fit. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I don't think teams are are looking at Melo as they did five years ago. 
And he's more, I think they're seeing him more as a liability than an asset. And unless he goes somewhere for like the veteran minimum and accepts like a, a, a six-man role coming off the bench, I don't, I don't see him. I don't see him in the NBA this year. I think uh, they were doing like a whole bunch of teams that could possibly use him. And they were saying uh, Boston or maybe even Philly. Boston is overcrowded. Boston is overcrowded right now. I don't think Boston would be a good fit. I saw somebody say um, Charlotte. And I do think Charlotte would be a good fit for him. Because you have Kimba. You got Killer Kimba there. And that's pretty much it. It's like no... Nobody you can say, this is our next man. It's just like, it's Kimba and it's the rest of them niggas. So I do think that Charlotte um, Charlotte could work out. That could be a good one-two punch. Um, that's about it, though. That's about and it. If this is in the Mellow's career, uh, I think it would be too short as a Mellow fan. Uh and I solely wanted this year to be the year where he shut everybody up and was like, "No, nigga, I can still ball." Because um, you don't you don't see a talent like Carmelo coming to league who can score as I, easily. I think as he, he can, can still ball. That's the thing. I think I think he can still play, and he's probably better than you know thirty other people in the NBA right now. So it's like. It's just a matter of where can he fit and what role is he going to accept. Like, this is not New York. Like, you're not, you know what I mean? Like, you're not the superstar here. We're not building around you. You're not option A. You're going to take on a lesser role and a minimum. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think that, I don't think that he can accept that. And therefore, I, don't, I think that teams are just going to stay away. Would you? As a bowler yourself, you know your talent. Everybody else may see, but, oh, well, she lost a step. Oh, well, she can't do this. Would you be like, oh, well, yeah, I'll take a lesser role, knowing you can still play? I mean, knowing you can still play doesn't mean that you're you're still elite talent. Like, knowing you can still play is can you give your team 15 points enough plays here and there to put you over the hump. It's not balling out for 33. You know what I mean? Like, still playing is not being an elite player. You can still contribute, just not at at an elite level. So probably in his mind, he's like, he's still up there with LeBron and them. In fact, he's down there with D-Wade. Dang. And that's not a knock at D Wade because D Wade Yeah, he's he's he got mouths on him. And he got mouths and it's like not everybody's gonna be LeBron. LeBron is a freaking nature. Like you're gonna see that once in every generation, maybe every other generation, where he's just like no injuries, sixteen years at a high level. That's an aberration. Like not every you can like you can't, you can't expect to have that. That's God given. So it's okay. Like you, you've done it for sixteen years. You're older now. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have the same output as you did in twenty ten or two thousand six or whatever. It's fine. You just have to come to that realization and accept it. Dang, that's sad. Uh, well, if this is the end, Mellow, uh, I might give you a swan song yet. I ain't giving you, I ain't, ain't going to do that to you. I ain't going to do that to you. Make so it I right with Lala, say, nigga. That's where all the troubles come from. Stop, stop running around on your wife. God don't like ugly. Now he's paying for it. Take I, that to the that. I can take combat that with so many different other cases, but because <laughs> you can say the make, same about 
Dwayne, but make it right. Say what about him? He, he did the same thing. Yeah, and look what happened. He ended up paying too. Miami was like, we don't want you, and then he had to take a deal <laughs> in Chicago that he hated. <laughs> His teammates hated him, and then he found himself in Cleveland, and them niggas started hating him, and he wasn't playing, and they shipped his ass back to Miami. <laughs> you don't have to oh, pay. Man. Yeah, well. Make it right, Melo. Yeah, Melo. And you will prosper again. Ever since she started them sex scenes the time, he ain't been right in the house, man. You're getting... <laughs> Whatever flowers you can buy, whatever jewelry you need to get, man. You ain't working 20 hours a week. You got the money, nigga. Yeah, it makes it. So get your girl back, man. Don't worry about the game. Get your girl back and the game will come to you. Um, Speaking of games, did you watch Monday Night Football? Yo. Did I not call the Rams by three? Let's you pull that up. You did. You did. I ain't gonna lie. I wanted the Chiefs to win a game when I was watching it, but I was like, but I, I said the Rams had one by three. And them two niggas balled out. Golf they did. and uh, Pat Mahomes. They did. That was a great game. Nine, what was it, 95 points? I didn't want the game to 100, 105 points. Thousand something yards between two of them. 14 touchdowns. That's more than the Buffalo Bills has all season. 14 touchdowns. Crazy. <laughs> 14 touchdowns in one game. Which is crazy. And I kept saying, oh, you, you can't say the defense didn't show up because both defenses had both touchdowns. Defense, yep. I think the Rams had, what, two touchdowns, two defensive touchdowns? Three, two or three, something like that? Yeah, sacks, yeah, four fumbles. Like, yep. you couldn't ask for anything better from that you game. You really like, could. And that was a really good game. I haven't watched, a, like, well, I don't really watch games and in, the, in its entirety. But I caught the second half of that, every play of it, and I'm glad that I did. I actually stayed up past the time I wanted to because it was just that intriguing. I couldn't, I couldn't turn it off. I couldn't turn it off. Those are one of the games that we should get on Thanksgiving as opposed to the niggas that just want to get yeah. home and eat. And... <laughs> yeah. Niggas don't want to see the Cowboys play every year on Thanksgiving. Tired of seeing the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. The Lions on Thanksgiving. Like, come on. Y'all niggas. Who are the Saints That should have been the Thursday. They played on Thanksgiving? I think so. I think so. I'll watch the Saints because they have a high-flying offense. They're fun to watch. That Dallas Redskins game, um, I ain't really checking for that. <laughs> the NFC least. Yeah, the NFC is wild. Saints play the Falcons. I know it's in a um yeah in a division game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know about that one. The Falcons is kind of corny. That niggas may hang fifty again on um. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh man, these niggas is putting up like forty-eight, fifty, like it's nothing. Yep, just slinging it. Just the new NFL. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, I, my friend, uh, my friend Tim, he's my NFL expert. He's played in high school, college, whatever have you. He likes the defensive-minded games where you see like a battle. He likes the low-scoring, thirteen-nine nah. games because nah. it's like defense. It's like watching paint dry. I mean, but you also, you also don't want to see like when I keep saying I just want to see a good game. Like you don't want to see niggas get blown out. Like, yeah, like the Eagles, the Eagles Saints. That was kind of like it was just so lopsided. You just felt bad watching it. But the Monday night game, which was like a back and forth of high flying offense, defensive stops here and there. That's good. But, yeah, blowouts are not so fun. Blowouts are not yeah, so fun. That's in any sport, man. Don't give me no... Uh... Let me pay my... Uh, 
if I'm looking live, let me pay my heart. Ain't nothing else on. Unfortunately. But before niggas get out of here, you know what? Our aunt take us out. Uh, <laughs> again, enjoy the sh- Don't overeat. Bless. Don't overeat.